When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way. Hope you're doing good. I know that you're not, but I hope uh, that you can try and enjoy uh, all the other aspects of life. But thank you for joining us as we try to continue to focus on Arsenal and look ahead, of course, to more positive things. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? Yeah, a bit dejected, but yeah, I suppose we've got to look forward to Monday now, don't we? How are you, TC? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just trying to compartmentalise everything, to be honest, um, and trying to look more positively uh, to the future. Um, we'll talk a bit about that in a second. Chris, how are we? Deflated, um, just mm. like the rest of you, um, just like every Arsenal fan out there. Um, yeah, really disappointed, of course, but um, trying trying my hardest to to stay positive yeah absolutely um look it's it's a really frustrating time for us arsenal fans as we know um losing the derby is the worst case scenario but uh what is worse is if this had cost us top four and it hasn't you know arsenal are still in the leads uh for top four at the moment at one point ahead of spurs and the, it's you know there's some simplicity about the last two games that if we win them we get top four Arsenal have two cup finals against Newcastle and against Everton. It's as simple as that. And, you know, if you'd have said to me that Arsenal can go into a cup final against Tottenham or against either Newcastle or Everton, I know which opponents I'd be rather facing um, to do that. That said, I don't know if I had two cup finals against Burnley or Norwich or Newcastle and Everton, I know what I'd be choosing as well. However, um, you know, there's a lot of football still to be played. There's a lot of twists and turns that can still happen. Um, but let's focus briefly before we start to look ahead on yesterday's game. Bally, I know that me and you talked at length yesterday after the game, but now, you know, 12 hours later, what are you reflecting? Are you feeling any different or are you still feeling the same? No, I'm still feeling the same. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm just disappointed and, of course, in a few players in the team. I was also, I wasn't happy with Arteta with his post-match press conference as well. Um, I think mm. we need to, sometimes when we've been defeated, we've been bettered. You just got to take it on the chin rather than blaming the referee when his decisions weren't, for me, outrageous, to be honest. I don't think he deserved what Arteta said in a press conference. I don't think there was anything he could have said that would get him banned for six months because there was nothing on the table. But I just think, look, at the end of the day, I said this before the game, I said this after the game, we're still fourth. So, of course, losing the derby is never, ever a great feeling. But, as you said, TC, we're in a great position. We're still fourth at the end of the day. And if, as you said, mm. if we, if at the start of the season, we lost our first three games, we fast forward to now, and we had to beat Newcastle and Everton to secure Champions League football, I would have, I'd be like, take my money. I'd absolutely take that right now and fast forward to the end of the season. So, we have to look at it that way and let's just, let's look positively. Uh, yeah, I, I want to look back positively and, I, and we will do that shortly. Um, but Chris, obviously, I've not spoken to you since the result. So kind of tell me what your feelings and thoughts are about the game and, and where we go from here. 
Well, I mean, in terms of feelings, I, th- I think we're all on the same page, aren't we, with that? Um, you know, like I said a minute ago, just, you know, it's hard not to feel deflated, um, considering, obviously, it was the North London derby, one of the biggest in a long, long time, the result, the overall performance and what's at stake um, as we, we sort of go into the final stage of this season. Obviously, it's a, it's a big loss. Um like I say, I'm trying my best to, to stay positive. Um, I always try and try and look at the positives as an Arsenal fan, no matter what we're going through. And you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, with how wet last night went and the after effects of it, you, you feel as if it was a game that lost us the top four. But actually, we're still very much in the running for it. You know, we're one point ahead of Tottenham, and like you say, Tom. We've now got two cup finals coming up to to wrap it up. Um, I, I just think you know when you look at the situation, it's it's difficult not to favour Tottenham because they're up against you know two teams that are at the at the bottom of the table. Obviously Norwich are already down, Burnley are still fighting, but they're at home. Tottenham with that one, so you know you, you think that they'll they'll be favourites for it. Um, and, uh, you know, with Arsenal, we, we go to a tough place on Monday night against the Newcastle team that, are, you know, got that re- rejuvenated sense of, of, of confidence and optimism. Obviously, after Eddie Howe's come in, got some new good players in there from January that are doing well. So it's, it's going to be tough. Um, and then we go on to, to Everton, final game of the season. That, you know, depending on obviously how things go over the weekend and on Monday for us, that game could could make or break our season, you know, it could all, all, all be down to that. So, you know, I'd like to say that after last night, I'm feeling, you know, much more confident and calm. I hope, you know, it would have been nice to things to already been over the line and wrapped up, but they're not. And now all of a sudden, all the nerves are going to come back for Monday night. Um, obviously, we'll be relying on, on, on Burnley as well to, to cause an upset at the weekend. That would be lovely. But, um, Look, yeah, I, I guess that's the only thing you can do, isn't it? Just, just look at the fact that we're, we're still in the, in the top four. We're one point ahead. We've got two games left to put things right after last night. And, um, and yeah, bounce back. But we've, uh, we've we've made things a lot harder for ourselves, put it that way. Mm, yeah, we absolutely have. Um, we've made it very, very... We've all made it very, very difficult. We've just made it trickier. Um, we can't really afford... I don't think we can afford to drop points. You know, if we, if we draw... Uh, either of the next two games, I think that's probably uh, curtains uh, for Arsenal's top four race. If Spurs draw their next game, um, obviously that's a help, but we still can't afford to, to lose our next game because um, because the the, you know, the goal difference is so significant between Arsenal and Spurs, that's not going to change anything. So, you know, if Spurs do draw and we lose against Newcastle, they will go into the game with an advantage that I don't think is going to be you know changed by a game against Norwich and Everton for Arsenal. Um, looking ahead, the worry is, Bailey, obviously that the, the situation with the injuries that we've got and how we actually approach this Newcastle game because Gabriel, we don't know. Arteta wasn't really conclusive uh, when he spoke about Gabriel at all. Uh, it, he could be fit. He might not be. We'll have to wait and see. Ben White, we know, was basically there because if we'd have been in a winning position with, say, five or ten minutes left, we could have brought him on to kind of help see out the game because it would have been worth it knowing that it would have got us to our, our objective this season. But regarding bringing him on for, you know, after holding got injured would have made no sense to risk White in that moment. So we might be in a situation where we have Cedric, Tomoyasu, um, 
and Tavares. And I'm thinking that's it. You know, there are only options. Uh, so if that is the case, where it's Tommy Asu, Cedric, Tavares, what do we do? Do we play Xhaka in a centre-back role? Do we promote one of the youth players to come into the team? What do we do? Look, we've signed Tavares in the summer as a backup for Kieran Tierney. And we're just going to have to trust him. We have absolutely no choice but to trust him and Cedric at our fullback positions. They are our depth at the end of the day. Now we've got to put faith in them. I think I did mention yesterday possibly putting Shaka left centre back with uh, Ben White and Tommy Yasu. Tommy Yasu at right centre back, but then Ben White's not as good as a sweeper. So again, I don't know if that really works either. So we're just going to go out forward about Ben White, Tommy Yasu, Cedric, and Tavares. And that does worry me, especially against Newcastle, because they have Alan St. Maximan. You can go on either wing and, and cause havoc for us. But again, Tavares has shown this season that he's been good. If he can return to that form, then you can believe. Cedric also has had a few good games, even though whenever mm. Cedric is near the ball, I do worry defensively and offensively. I don't think he offers anything going forward or anything back going back anyway. But again, we're just going to have to, it's going to be a case of us needing to score a lot of goals. I think we're going to have to be very, very potent in attack and just score, score, score. And yeah, just hope we can outscore the other team, to be honest. Chris, centre-back options in the youth team. We've got Alex Kirk, who's been on the bench once, I think. You know, you've got Omar Rekic that went to the African Cup of Nations with Tunisia and is, you know, is a full senior international. Um, taking Xhaka out of the midfields, as we saw against Brighton, really cost us. Really, really cost us. Um, and if we do, it means that Lekonga and on any of the midfield pairing for that game against Newcastle. I mean, for me, you know, there is a temptation on my part to, you know, consider one of the young guys um, as an option just because they're an orthodox, natural replacement. Um, you know, we, it's not like we haven't seen these things happen. There's a reason why Saka got into the first team squad, you know, because he was getting opportunities when he was 17 years of age. There, We've seen it in the past with other players. I think Bellerin, you know, came into the Arsenal team against Borussia Dortmund because we had no one else. You know, it was an opportunity for him to get into the team after not playing for the first team. So it's not unheard of to see in times of crisis, young players come in. Am I right in saying Wojciech Szczesny even got into a, a position where he came into the team because there was no one else? So is it an option at this point? Or should we be looking to play unorthodox senior players that have, you know, made mistakes in the past when being paid out of position? I think, yeah, it, it's an option. I, I personally wouldn't start a youngster um, away at Newcastle on Monday. I would obviously, okay, that they're, they're an option for me for the bench. Um, but I, I think we need to go for, for for the more established names. And okay, look, I know we all know that as we head into the final two games of the season, two huge, huge games, cup finals, top fours up for grabs. Um, first up, Newcastle away on a Monday night. I, I wish we could be going there with Tommy Asso at right back and Tierney at left back with, with and, and Gabriel and, and White in the middle. Of course, that's a, you know, that's, that, that would be the perfect scenario. But unfortunately, um, obviously, you know, uh, White's only just come back from, 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 from injury Gabriel's picked up that hamstring um, injury yesterday by the looks of things. I'd be surprised if he's going to be available. Um, and uh, Tierney, we, we, we know, is out for the season. 
So it, it leaves us very, very short, holding suspended. Um, I, I, I think we, I think we've got to keep Granite in midfield. I really, really do think we've got to do that because if if not, you know, we, 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 as you said, TC, it's already cost us moving him about this season and, and playing him in defence. I just think he's he's too important, you know, to move. He, he needs to stay in that, in that centre of the park alongside El Nani. Um, there's only sort of real one real option for me, and that is to have Cedric a right back, Tavares at left back, and and Tommy Asu left centre back, White as a right centre back. That's I think the the best way to go. Um, considering, well, say that you know that the, the, they're the only options we have going into this one with with Gabriel out. Um, like like I say, it's, it's far from ideal. It's far from ideal, and you know it's it's a shame, but. I, I, I get your point with the youngsters coming in TC, and it's, it's it's good to maybe you know have a natural option there, you know, who who perhaps hasn't had an opportunity yet so far, and you know they're 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 they're, they're coming in first game for the the first team this season, maybe or or appearance or whatnot, um, and they are a natural centre back to maybe come in or a natural left back, whatever. But I just think there's you know with where we are and what we're fighting for and what's up for grabs and the pressure as well. I, I just think it it would it would maybe be too much for them. Um, like I say, I'm more than happy for them to be an option on the bench for us. Um, I think they're going to have to be considering obviously how short we are anyway. Mm. So I, I expect to see a couple youngsters on there anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think Tavares, you know, obviously came on last night. He, he looked lively. We know he, 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 he can be hot and cold. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get from him. But, um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, we, we should go for more the more established names on Monday um, and play it safe. You know, if that Even if that is playing it safe, I don't know. Because, obviously, we know, with all due respect to them, they're, they're, they're not sort of the first options in that in that area, whether it be Cedric or right back, Tavares at left back. Obviously, we know... Tommy Asu, he's played centre-back before. I don't think he, that is a, an issue because he's got that versatility. He's got that experience in those in those different areas. I'm sure he can do a good enough job alongside Ben White. Um, obviously, like I think that the main concerns are obviously the full-back positions and that's just mm. going to have to be something we, we grin and bear, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, we are going to have to grin and bear it, unfortunately. Um, and we are going to have to try and work something out. With the benefit of hindsight, Bailey, which is always a horrible way to start a question, um, but often we were talking about the lack of goals being a problem and, you know, not signing someone in January and allowing Aubameyang to leave was an issue. Have I got a right to be irritated that we let both of Callum Chambers and Pablo Marie leave in January now? Look, every time we lose a game, you can't keep going back to the January chance window. I think but but, that, but was it wrong? <laughs> but was it the wrong decision? I've always said from the start that Chambers leaving was definitely. I think we should have kept him. I think mm. we should have kept him. Pablo Mari, I agree. I don't think he was do any better yeah. than the options we'd have at centre back anyway. What Callum Chambers? I agree because I've always believed Callum Chambers was a better right back option than than Cedric. So I've mm. always said that. So letting Chambers leave for me in January was was the wrong decision. But again, we decided to keep the squad, and now we have to trust the players we have. In the first team, if I just trust these players, then he must play these players. And of course, I'd prefer to see Chambers out there in a game against Tottenham, for example, a game against Newcastle away from home. You'd prefer a defensive, a more defensive 
uh, minded player like Chambers because for me, I believe Cedric's offensive attacking qualities isn't enough to cover for his defensive frailties. Whereas Chambers, he's not the greatest going forward, but he's got defensive solidarity to him, which I don't think Cedric has at all. And that's why I've always said I'd much prefer Chambers to stay at the club. But maybe there was something going on that we couldn't keep him on to the end of the season because it makes absolutely no sense to let him leave on a free when we have such a thin squad, especially at centre-back as well, because he can also cover in there. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, um, we'll look back on, on January if we don't finish fourth, I think, with a lot of regret um, in both what we didn't do and what we did do in regards to letting some players leave. I it's such a frustration um, because the opportunity was there and it still is there. And if we finished fourth, we won't worry about it. You know, we will not care. We will not give a a flying you-know-what if if we don't qualify. Uh, sorry, if we do qualify about what happened in January because we would have done it. It would have been a big gamble that has paid off. But at the moment, it's a gamble that it could at the moment cost us, especially the Callum Chambers situation. Chris, let's focus a bit more on Newcastle. Um, you know, how do you expect this kind of game to be approached? Because they're a team that are safe. They can't really go any higher in the league. Um, you know, they aren't going to be chasing any, as far as I'm aware, you know, European places to finish in in the table. They're safe. Um, I think they're actually closer to us than they are the bottom of the of the league now, which is quite crazy. Um, considering they were, I think, taken over by Eddie Howe with with zero wins uh, when they were. So it shows you kind of the turnaround that they've had. Um, they can finish on a maximum now. I'm looking of 49 points, which yeah, it doesn't take you in into the top eight. How do you kind of expect them to approach it? They, we know they've got Kieran Tierney, who has a lot of Tottenham mates, and I'm sure his Tottenham friends would have been texting him saying, "You've got to do everything you can." to try. Um, Joe Willock is not going to be available, so it's not like he can kick it in his own net for us uh, on Monday either. He's not going to be fit and available. Neither is John Joe Shelby. Callum Wilson's coming back, um, could be back fit for the game to start. Bruno Gimardais, we know there's all the narrative around him um, and his motivations going into this to show that Arsenal were wrong not to press harder to try and sign him. Alan Sam Axaman pushing for a move maybe in the summer. How do these types of games do you feel go against these sides that have nothing to play for? Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think, you know, in terms of, of motivation, that it's, it's all on Arsenal's side because, you know, we've still got something to fight for. We know we've got... It's, it's as simple as that, you know, it's not rocket science. We, we've got to go there to win, and the boys know that. Um, and I think they'll they'll also know, as we touched on earlier, that, you know, a, a loss or a draw probably isn't going to be enough. Um, uh, so we've got to go there to get the three points. That's got to be the mindset that's got to be the the, the mission and objective um I, I think newcastle make it difficult for us as you I mean you touched on there you've got a, a few dangerous players in that team saint maximin obviously uh, bruno gamarayas i think kieran trippy is back now as well yeah um you know they, they've got they've got some 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 dangerous players in there that will cause us problems uh, there's no doubt about that um i mean i think bailey also touched on you know the fact that Obviously, we'll be probably having Cedric and Tavares at fullback, and then Alan St. Maximin comes in. You know, he offers pace. Um, he's, he's great on the ball. He's dangerous in front of goal. He creates lots of different problems. Um, so he'll be the main threat for them going forward. There's no doubt about that. I think I can't believe I'm saying this, but Joel Linton as well uh, has improved a lot. Obviously, he's sort of taken up a different it's role now. Forward, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's it's working, you know, and he's again he's someone who's been causing problems. So 
Um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to put it that way. I, I don't, I don't really know which way it's going to go um, because you, you don't know, obviously, how Arsenal are going to react to 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 last night. Um, we're going to have to see who's fit and available. Can they? This this is what it's down to, isn't it? Can Arsenal and can those young heads handle the pressure? Um, and and can they can they they keep intact? Because last night will be damaging. There's no doubt about that. But now it's about you know picking up the heads and going again. Full focus on Newcastle. Arteta, I'm sure, will and his, his coaching staff. That's the focus for them now. They'll be picking up those heads. They'll be trying to 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 um pick up the, the 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 atmosphere and the mood around the camp and that's i, I mean I, I hope in some way that last night's angered them you know and angered the players you know and fired them up a bit more because they'll know that last night was far from good enough they'll know that you know if what maybe one more de- performance like that one more result like like that and 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 their champions league hopes are over you know, this has all got to be a motivation for them. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm sure they'll be hurting just like us this morning. I'm sure the mood will be very downbeat. But you, you can't afford to be like that for long when you're in this position. You know, one one point still ahead of Spurs, two games left to play, two huge games. You've got to go into these games now fired up and determined to go there and get the three points. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, obviously, I don't think there's anything bigger that could get you fired up than obviously... You know the, the fact that there's a chance there to finish above your, your your fierce rivals. That's that's big enough on its own. But you know the fact that we lost last night and the fact that Tottenham are closing in should now be a biggest a bigger motivation for us to go there on Monday, get the three points, and then wrap wrap it up on on, on the final match day against Everton. Mm. <clears throat> but like I say, it, it's going to be down, isn't it, to how the players react? You know and obviously how how much they want this how much do they want it and that's gonna you know come through on on monday night i'm sure um you can sit here and say oh yeah but we've got a few you know injured players and we're missing players through suspension and whatnot i don't care about any of that okay we've still got a better squad than newcastle we've still got a better score than ever everton we've got the quality to beat these teams and you know we, like Arteta said last night, last you know the, the Tottenham game is, is history. Now Newcastle, full focus, is still in our hands. It's still ours to lose. It's there for the taking. Champions League football is still there. If we win the new t- next two games, we've done it. Um, of course, in the back of our minds, we can be relying on Burnley and Norwich to cause upsets. However, unlikely you know it is, but the focus has just got to be on Arsenal and Arsenal have got to focus on their game. The players have got to focus on the next two performances. And I'm confident, despite the absentees that we've got, I'm confident we've still got enough to get it over the line. Okay, we've made things a lot harder for ourselves, but it's still there. You know, and that's all we can do. We can All we can do as fans is keep our fingers crossed and hope for the best. And all the players can do is keep their heads down, focused on the next one, keep the motivation there, keep the the atmosphere up and the mood, you know, keep it positive. Learn from last night. Amend them during the week, those mistakes and, and things we could have done better. We go again on Monday and hope for the best. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, you know, Spurs play Sunday early. Uh, they could obviously go into that game. Uh, we could go into the game against Newcastle in fifth, which means obviously the pressure's on. But it's it's a quicker turnaround for Spurs, um, a turnaround that we've dealt with very well ourselves. You know, we beat both Man United and Aston Villa after playing th- three days before, less than three days before with the times. 
Burnley have got a lot to fight for in that game and we'll obviously know that if they can get anything from that, it would take them clear of Leeds um, with the game in hand that they've got too. So they will be wanting to get something from that game and we've got to hope that they can. We've got to really, really hope that they can get something from that game to really help us as much as possible. Well, we don't necessarily need it or hopefully we don't need it because we can just do the job ourselves. It's going to be really big for us. Um, and, you know, the, the pressure on Spurs is going to be big in that game too um, to take the initiative, to take the momentum for, forwards. Um, but very easily it can come unstuck. And Burnley have already beaten them once this season, of course, as well. So we just got to keep our fingers crossed that something does happen for us. And maybe even that Gabriel surprises us, gets back fit for this game, that White's fit uh, as well, and that we've got a good team that we can play. But it's it's going to be near impossible to predict what's going to happen at the end of this season. What we can tell for certain is that I've got a blooming wedding on the last game of the season and I'm going to be sweating one out. That's for sure. Um, sitting in the pews, <laughs> sweating uh, whilst you guys are enjoying, uh, hopefully enjoying anyway, the last day of the season. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Bailey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, TC, and everyone in the comment section as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Cheers, TC. Thanks, Bailey. And um, yeah, thanks to everyone tuning in this morning. Try and enjoy your Friday. Mm. yeah that is the positive it's friday the week's done it's over people um and uh yeah we hope that you have a really good weekend we'll be back on monday for the next agenda show um and of course we'll be bringing you all of the latest content as we can over the weekends there is no press conference as far as we're aware today but there will be an interview of arteta unsure if you'll get that um but uh, we'll obviously be covering all of the written stuff over on football.london so make sure you check out all of our stuff over there uh we'll see you soon thank you chatbox really appreciate it as always and uh we will see you again